This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 87. Spot your patterns. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. friend. I am recording this episode right after Thanksgiving 2020. If you're in the States, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving too. Mine was a little iffy. <laughs> you know, you if you listen to me closely or you follow me on social media, you know, I'm always trying to put a positive spin to 2020 and saying it's all in our mindset. You can accomplish whatever you want if you have the right thoughts and blah, blah, blah. But I must admit there are times that I am like, F this year, I am so over aspects of it. And it's really this COVID crap, right? Like, I am so ready for my two-year-old son to be back in school. I am so ready to be able to just, like, invite people over to our home and not have to worry about things and, like, bring in a babysitter so my husband and I can have a date night. Gosh, We had our in-laws in town too, or my in-laws in town, and they're older. And so then we have to take even more precautions of things. And I'm just over it. So over it. So just know I'm in the boat of misery with you at times because it's just like, oh my God, can we just like move on with our lives? Now, granted, total first world problems, right? Like so grateful for my health and everybody else's health out there. Hopefully you're healthy as you're listening to this. And you know, that's that's the ultimate blessing. But still, it's like, dang, can we move on, please? <laughs> right. So anyways, we're not talking about that today. We're talking about spotting your patterns. And this episode's a really good one, because if you're somebody who just doesn't have what you want in life, maybe you're somebody who sets goals, you don't achieve them, you just feel like you're stuck. Maybe it's in one area of life, like your career, marriage, health or finances, or maybe it's more than that. Maybe there's several areas of life where you feel stuck. I hear from a lot of women, they're stuck in their emotional health. It's just like, oh, I just feel the same all the time. I just don't feel confident or I just feel anxious and I don't want to feel that way. And, you know, they just haven't learned in essence how to spot their patterns yet. They don't know what it is that's holding them back. And so they just start to think things like, well, maybe this is just the best life can get for me. And it's just not true. I want you to be somebody who makes goals and achieves them. I want you to feel like you are never stuck again. I want you to experience firsthand what it's like to live a life where your dreams can exist. And I know these things can be possible for you because I am living it. 
and I am not some magical unicorn here. My clients experience the same thing. They are not magical unicorns, although they are awesome and I do love them very, very much so. But we're not special here. We just know how to spot our patterns or we know how to reach out to somebody like a coach to help us spot our patterns. Because you hear me say often, many times we are so close to our own mind and our own life, we can't see the things that are holding us back the most, okay? So today, I'm going to teach you how to spot your patterns. I'm going to give you an exercise on how to do that. And it's going to be one that hopefully you start to implement in your life. Because if you can just change one thought pattern, it can open up so many doors for you. I'll give you a story. So one of my favorite life-changing pattern shifts that I've seen was actually a client that I just wrapped up the first three months with her. I'm going to call her, hmm, I'll call her Brooke, okay? So Brooke is a go-getter for sure. She rocks it in her career. She's in a male-dominated industry. She has this tough exterior um, and she, you know, has done very well for herself, especially considering that she did not have an ideal childhood. She attended years of therapy And she loved it. She got a lot of progress from therapy. But she came to me in coaching because she's like, I just feel stuck. Like, I've done some great things in my life, but I'm just not moving the needle forward. And so we ended up working together, obviously. And in one of our calls, she had a lot of anger. And she had had a lot of anger in the other calls. And it kind of came across as, like, um, this, like, resentful kind of you know, badass bitch kind of anger that sometimes we all like to embody or have at times. Like, you can't F with me kind of stuff, you know? And I remember on one of the calls, I said, listen, the things that have happened to you in your life, like, you absolutely can be angry about that and be angry about the people at work who aren't performing the way you want them to and aren't behaving the way you want them to. But really behind that is sadness. And I just want you to realize that. And I just left it at that. And when I say hard truths like that to clients, I must admit there is always a part of me that's like, I hope this doesn't ruin the relationship because it's hard to hear that sometimes. Sometimes she was like not in a space at all where she was even thinking about sadness. It was just all about them, 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 anger, 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 blame, 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 right? And I could tell she had held on to the story for a long time. So then we go into the next call. And she said something along the lines of like, I listened back to the call recording of our call and I listened back to some other ones and you are totally right. And I'm just starting to like process how I'm blaming everybody. And the other thing that I had told her, I forgot to mention this, was I said, you're really, really mean to yourself. Like you think that you um, like love yourself and you think that, um, you're just mean to everybody else, but you don't think those things about yourself, but you are really, really, really mean to yourself. And so then when, as I said, when we came back on that next call, she's like, you're right. I hear the way that I'm talking to myself. And I had never even heard that before. And it shifted a lot in her. And we did, of course, the coaching process and we're healing that kind of stuff and we're diminishing that stuff naturally. That's just the way the process works. But we just wrapped up, as I said, the first three months. And she said to me, you know, that was the moment that shifted. Like it just shifted everything. I had no idea how negative I spoke to myself. 
And I had no idea that beyond the anger was other stuff. Even though I had done years of therapy and I had done all the personal development stuff, it was just like I couldn't see that in myself. I couldn't spot the pattern in essence. And so from there, she got to a place at her current job. She once thought, oh my gosh, I can never work here. I need to get out of here. And I kind of told her early on, I was like, listen, I don't want you to change jobs for the next few months. Like, we've got to work this stuff out beforehand before you even think about it. And she knew that, but I just kind of reminded her of like, we want you to be at a place where you're in a really strong mindset because otherwise you're just going to manifest probably the same thing in a new job. So anyways, at this, what has happened is she got moved to a different team at work. And she's like, oh my gosh, my team is just so much better and this is awesome and and all the things. And then a job reached out to her and offered her a position. They've been searching for somebody for two years for this position. And she's like, I'm really happy at work now. I'm really content because again, we worked on all the things in her mindset that was really just about her and this pattern of holding on to this anger, which was really sadness and her working on her own you know, inner mean girl, as we call it with a negative talk, that she was really happy at her job. And so they wanted her even more. And this is what I talk about on the podcast. As I say, you're going to get to a place eventually as you do this kind of work on yourself, where you're just content with where you're at. Granted, yes, you want goals and you want to reach things, but you become more magnetic and people want you even more. So this happened with her. This job reached out to her and said, we, we think you're the best fit for that. We've been searching for two years. She's like, listen, that salary is not going to work for me. This is what I want instead. And they're like, done. And she's like, okay, well, then I want a sign-on bonus. They're like, done. She's like, okay, you tell you, I, you want me to go in the office? Well, I want to work remote. Okay, done. She's like, holy crap, Lindsay. What, what have we done here? I'm like, see? This is the good stuff, my friend. This is how you can live. And it all goes back to us just shifting some things in her mindset. Like the example I gave you, we were able to spot the pattern and change it. And that's what creates momentum. You know, I talk about sometimes in my copy and I think here on the podcast too, is we change one belief or a pattern And it makes a huge difference, right? It changes everything. But when you're in coaching, you're doing this all the time. Shift, 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 shift is what we call it. We're shifting those beliefs. You know, I experienced this as a client. I am working through some stuff myself. And it's just like one thing after another, after another that I'm spotting myself. You know, I use this tool called the model. I mention a lot on the podcast as well. And that is the best tool to start to see like, what are my thoughts here? And when you start to see these the same thoughts that are coming up for you over and over and over again, it's freaking mind-blowing. You know, I, I just had a call earlier today with a client where we do the exercise where we talk about her top 10 worst memories. And the reason I do this exercise with clients is not because I want to hear the worst of the worst of their life. It's because I want to know what were the things their brain has determined as the worst and what were the thoughts that that person's brain took from that incident about themselves, about others, or about life in general. So as I said, I had one of those calls today and so she's talking to me about her memories and we pulled a lot of belief patterns. If you hear me clicking it's because I'm pulling up the list 
But we pulled things like, I'm not protected. I can't trust others. I have to be successful so I can protect myself. You can't get close to people because they'll turn on you or they'll leave. I'm not good enough. Others are looking at me and judging me. I have to prove myself. I have to be a good provider, blah, 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 right? So we're pulling this long list of at least 20 of these, in essence, patterns, these thought patterns that now she's saying, oh my gosh, because this thing happened to me in either childhood or early adulthood or even late adulthood, it's just something that now my brain has, in essence, built these brain wires around thinking like this is just the way that life works because my brain wants to keep me protected. And so it just says, okay, hold on to this belief or this pattern. And so then, you know, you'll be safe and secure. But then she, when she's coming to me, she's like, Lindsay, but I feel anxious and I have social anxiety. And, you know, I just don't have the confidence I used to have. And I just feel like I'm working all the time. And now I'm starting to see, and she's starting to see too, it goes back to these thought patterns that she has. Like the ones I mentioned, like I have to be successful to protect myself. That's why she's in this pattern of overworking. Others are looking at me and judging me. That's why she's having some social anxiety. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy, crazy cool how once we just start to spot these things, how it can change everything. Okay, so you've seen the importance of this? I hope so. And I want to give you one more story before I get into more of the hows and and all the things. I had another client call today. She's passed this exercise of the top 10 worst memories. And she was talking about her boyfriend and she was mentioning a couple of things about him and she was talking about that. And then she was talking about something at work and then she was talking about something in her family. And I said, do you see here the way that you're describing all of these things and the way you're doing all these things? You have this this thought pattern in essence of like, it's my job to take care of others. And then what happens is that you do it and then you resent them and then you, you're you mad about it because they didn't really appreciate you in the way you did. But really, it's because you're not really appreciating yourself because you didn't want to do it in the first place. And she's like, oh, my gosh, like I knew the pattern was there because we had kind of pulled it before. But now I'm seeing it even more how it's playing it out in my life today. And it's like, whoa, this is why I'm stuck in the pattern that I'm in. I'm like, exactly. We spotted the pattern. And so now we can go in and we can start to do all the work to heal it, okay? And we're not going to get into that today. We're not going to heal patterns. We're going to spot patterns because if you don't have awareness, you don't have shit, okay? Awareness is the first step to change always. If you're not aware of it, it's like, what, what the hell can we change? Because we don't even know what to change, right? So we've got to bring as much as we can to the conscious mind. We've got to get it out of the subconscious and even the unconscious and bring it up. And I have a lot of clients too who will tell me, Lindsay, I don't have a lot of memories, especially of my childhood. I'm like, that is totally okay. Because we're going to open up the portal in essence to let's start pulling memories. And it's amazing what happens. You know, I even see it happen with clients who do have good memories. We go in, we spot patterns, we heal those patterns, and then they, you know, experience an up level in their life. They accomplish typically the goal that they want to accomplish that we've been working on goal or goals. And then they ride that beautiful wave for a while and then they set new goals. And then we need to spot new patterns and then we need to go in and heal those things. And the, and the reason or the way that we go in and spot new patterns is we pull new memories. The brain offers a new set of 10 memories. It's like, oh, 
well, here's the next 10 worst memories of my life. And then we just go in and we rinse and repeat over and over again. It goes back to what I talked about, I guess it was last week on the show, how to up level. It's like you set the goal, right? And then your brain's going to pull all the crap that's keeping you from the goal. And if you don't know how to bring that to the conscious mind, you're just going to feel funky. You're just going to be like, oh, I, I don't know why. I just can't show up for my goal. And everything just feels really hard. I said that I you know, want to up level my career, get better in my marriage. And it's just, it feels even worse now. And then so you tell yourself like, oh, well, I don't even want to set these kinds of goals. It's just too hard. I just need to settle with what I have. I'm just high maintenance. You know, all the things. It's just too, too it's just too much. No. It's just that you need to know how to spot the pattern and where it comes from. Okay. Now, again, I know I'm selling you on this. I feel like I have to sell you on all of these things sometimes. This is big stuff. I'm clicking around because the client I referred to earlier, who I said we were spotting the, a pattern in her um, everyday life now. I want to brag for a minute on her and on me. And she said, I've done more in two months since we've been coaching than I've done in the whole year. And this girl, she achieves like almost too much where I've had to slow her down a little bit. And because I've had to slow her down, it's actually sped her up. It's made her more strategic in the way that she's achieving. You know, we talk about sometimes on the podcast, frantic versus massive action, getting her more in that massive action place. And I'm like, damn, that is freaking cool, right? Because one of the reasons that she is having such fast success, because normally when somebody coaches with me the first three months, they have action and they have change, but not as fast as this girl. And one of the reasons why she's experiencing such quick change is because she listens to the podcast. Yes, does she do coaching with me? Of course. And that is like 80% of her results. But because she intensely listens to the podcast, like it takes it next level, which just reminds me how powerful these episodes are. So I hope you take them seriously. And if you're a client of mine and you don't listen to the podcast regularly, because some of my clients, I tell them directly is like, you need to listen to the podcast. Like you have invested this money, go all in, listen to the podcast too, because it's part of the package. Please listen to the podcast. It makes a difference. I had a consult earlier this week. And she was the first consult I've ever had in six years. I need to add up how many consults I've done at this point. First consult ever where she knew all the things that were holding her back. I did not offer her anything new. She knew all of her patterns. You know why? She's listened to every single episode of this podcast. Every single one. You could tell she had studied and she was even like prepped for the call because she's heard me talk about the consult so much on the on these episodes. And she's like, I know what you're going to ask me. And so I'm ready. And she's like, I even uh, did like an intense Google search. And I found like this behind the scenes page of where how much your coaching is. And once I saw the number, I got a little freaked out. But then I even coached myself. And I was like, it is worth it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, how crazy powerful is that? That just, again, shows how powerful these podcast episodes are. So side tangent for you, but I had to just brag on her because she is freaking rocking it. (sighs) So, so much fun, right? So patterns, big deal. You getting that? I hope so. All right. So let's talk about now how you can spot your patterns. Oh, I have one more story. (laughs) 
you're probably like, Lindsay, what's up with the stories? Okay. So I totally forgot. This was the whole reason why I wanted to do this episode. Okay. So I'm getting to the age where it's about to be my 20th high school reunion. And I get on Facebook one day and I get a notification to join a Facebook group that says class of 2002. And then it says my high school reunion. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I don't even think twice about it. I click the link. I'm in the group. I'm seeing all the things. And it hits me a couple different things. First off, holy crap, 20 years? Like I have been out of school longer than I was in, you know, traditional schooling. What the F? <laughs> like, I, I mean, it was like one of those age moments where you're really like, holy crap, like, I am in my, I'm entering my late thirties. Like, whoa, it just seems like yesterday I was 16 years old, like ready to get out of this place. And now look at me. Right. And then I'm also taking in just the different people in the group. And this was a group initially, the first few members, like the first few hundred, I had a graduating class of something like 700, I think. So the first, you know, few hundred members, like I was, were people I didn't hang out with in high school. And they were people who I intentionally did not want to associate myself with. And I felt like this inner mean girl part of me was coming back out like, oh, my God, like I'm in this group with these people and this is not where I should be. And it like kicked my booty a little bit like, whoa, Lindsay, I cannot believe you. You're you're even going there. Like it just was so innate to go back to that inner mean girl kind of place which we tend to be in our high school and middle school years. But still, it was like, whoa, okay. And I kind of took in because for many of us, when we come out of those years, we do kind of have a little victim-y mindset sometimes of like, oh, well, so-and-so did this to me and -and so-and-so did that and my parents this and my parents that. And because I went back into my old, what I call inner mean girl mindset so quickly and I was able to see just how I was, during those years, I was like, man, I was kind of mean too. I kind of messed up too. I kind of made mistakes and I wasn't probably always the nicest. So I was taking that part in. And I was also taking in that whereas I knew some of these people, I didn't know other people. And they were talking about things that I just, I didn't know anything about, like different parties and different experiences they had. And I'm like, how did I like miss this? Like, I know my parents were strict in high school, but I mean, I didn't even know this stuff was going on. And so I'm going back into my high school mindset and I was obsessed with dance and this thing called drill team we have here in the South where you do like high kicks and splits and all this stuff and you perform at football games and you do competitions and stuff. I mean, I lived and breathed that thing. In essence, it was my job. Like I just went all in on it, which is a great quality. But I was I was just thinking about it all the time. I didn't think about anything else other than boys here and there and my friends here and there. But otherwise, it was just like drill team, drill team, dance, drill team, dance, drill team. And I started to see I was like, oh, my gosh, I still do that now, even though I don't work that many hours on paper. I am constantly thinking about work like constantly. And I knew this, like I sort of knew this about myself, but I saw it, this pattern in essence play out. It's like, oh my gosh, it started in high school. 
it started in high school. I was just hyper focused on dance and drill team. And then in college, it became about like drinking and partying and boys. And I was just so hyper focused on that. And then it became about work. And it just hasn't stopped since. And it it kind of kicked me on my butt, to be honest. It was like, wow. I mean, I just I just sit around and I think about my goals all the time and work. And I just really like don't sit around and connect with people. And I mean, it just like blew my mind. And that's what happens a lot of times when you spot a pattern or somebody spots one for you, like in a coaching session. You know, I've had clients say it kicked your butt. It felt like a gut punch. I've even heard some clients tell me it felt like a bitch slap is what they called it. But it does. It's like for me, sometimes like my mind just like feels mind blown. You know, sometimes when I get really intense coaching, like I did a few months ago when I was in this really big growth phase in my business, it's like my head was just spinning for days because it was just like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't even like incorporate all these things that I didn't see in myself. And so just know that's normal, but it's just, it's, it's so crazy, mind blowing. I mean, I just can't describe it any other way when you spot this pattern. And so, yeah, so then I just was thinking, like, I have to teach this specifically on the podcast. I have to make sure that people specifically know how to spot their patterns and see them. Now, again, granted, we're not always going to catch everything right away when we're meant to catch it. Um, but, But we do catch it when I think we need to catch it. And I just want you to be aware of how to catch it. You know, we talk to people in our personal life, or at least I do, and some people just like, they have the same damn stories every freaking time I'm talking to them. It's like the same problems, the same stories, da, 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 la, 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 la. And I'm just sitting there and this is even before I'm a coach and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, like, does she like even realize that like, she's just having the same thoughts day after day and creating the same results over and over again. It's just like, dude, like get over it and move on, you know? And I felt like I was that way for a while. I can't tell you how many years of my life I sat around complaining about my mom. I mean, I know at least all my high school and college years. It was like, my mom this, my mom that, mom, 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 mom. And if there was any boy in the picture, especially if we broke up, oh man, you better believe I was just sitting there complaining about that boy. And, And the other thing, when I went into this high school group and encouraged me to go and open up this box that I had of different notes and things that I had from my middle school and high school years. You'll you'll know if, you, you know, before the phones, we had notes. We had these notebooks that we made and all the things, right? And so I'm going and I'm reading these notebooks of things that I wrote. And I was just, this was in middle school. So high school, I was obsessed with drill team. But middle school, oh my gosh, I was obsessed with boys. And I created a lot of drama in my friend group. Now, granted, is that typical for the age? Yes. But out of my friends, I was definitely the most dramatic one. And even sometimes my friends would say things like, I know you want me to be mad at so-and-so, but I'm just not mad at her. So I'm not going to be. And I just sat there and I'm like, man, I was just so stuck in this drama, gossip, judgy mindset for so long. Like I've talked about on the podcast, but I, I mean, it was just so true. I just, I just took it in at a whole new level. I just don't do that stuff anymore. And I'm so glad because I was able to 
get that pattern spotted for me and my very first coaching sessions when I was a client to end that pattern. Um, but yeah, I just I just like took in of how I was kind of stuck year after year after year. And I really wish somebody would have said something along the lines of, hey, <laughs> do you realize this is a pattern in your life? Like you really like to cause drama and you really like to do da 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 da. I mean, I would have been mind blown. You know, this is why coaches get paid what they get paid is we're spotting patterns for everybody else. Yeah. But going back to the core of this episode, how can you spot your own patterns without the help of a coach? So you can do it a couple different ways. The first is to pull one of your worst memories. Okay. So don't pull one that's like very triggering for you. Okay, pull something that it's just like, oh, this thing kind of ruminates for me a lot of times. And then what you're going to do is you're going to journal it out like a story. So I'm going to give you an example. This is the example I always give. So if you've already heard it, forgive me. The example I give is when I was in middle school, all the girls are developing faster than I was. And at that time, you know, it's a big deal, right? And like, oh, these girls are getting breasts in their periods and blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't. And so I was in essence really avoiding a lot of my feelings with that and and thinking that maybe just not everybody noticed that I wasn't developing. And I get on the bus one day and one of the, you know, cute popular boys said, Lindsay, you're as flat as a board in front of everybody. I don't remember what anybody did, but the memory that I have is that everybody laughed. I don't know if that's true or not, but I just remember feeling so embarrassed and thinking, I'm weird. I'm different. There's something wrong with me because I'm not curvy. I'm not beautiful. And right there, my friend, those thoughts that I just gave you are the patterns that you want to look at. Okay. So when you write that memory out, ask yourself then, what were my takeaways from that? Meaning like, what were my primary thoughts I took away from that? So again, for me, it was, I'm weird. I'm different. There's something wrong with me because I'm not curvy. I'm not beautiful. And start to then ask yourself, how is this still applying in my life today? I remember the very first time I told my coach that story, it was like my mind blew because I just never thought I was pretty. I never thought anybody that I dated that I was good enough for them because of my looks. And even though like I would look at the people I was dating sometimes and be like, man, this guy is really attractive. Why is he with me? And anytime we would end a relationship, the first thing I would look at when they would date someone new, I didn't even know this fully consciously, was like, how, how's her body? She have breasts? Oh, well, that's the reason why. That's the reason why he left. He wanted the big breasts. And it was just like this huge moment, this huge shift in me. And I thought, really? Like, that's why I don't think I'm beautiful? Because it all started back here? in this moment. And so, it, I mean, just being able to do that and spotting the pattern can be big. Okay. Now, another way you can do this, and this is going to take more time, and it is a little bit harder until we're kind of thrown into situations. So like for me, I was recently thrown into being high school Lindsay again, or middle school Lindsay again, because I was with my people um, from that time. Right. And so it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm with these similar people, again, that I hadn't really seen most of them in almost 20 years. Is it 20? Oh my God. Yeah, it's 20. 
can't like wrap my head around that for some reason. 20 years. Oh, gosh. And it's like, okay, whoa. And, and, and I just saw myself going into Lindsay of that time again. And so you can kind of do this too and kind of think about who are you as a little kid? Who are you in maybe middle school or high school? Who are you in college? Who are you in your 20s? Who are you in your 30s? And so on and so forth. If you're in your 40s, 50s, beyond. And just start to ask yourself of like, how am I the same? Like just describe yourself and then look back at it and say, okay, so, you know, Lindsay, when she was little, did da-da-da-da-da. And then in high school, she did da-da-da-da-da. In her 20s, she did da-da-da. Another way you can do this, if you're looking at an area of life that you're working on specifically, you can look at like, if it's, say it's you're wanting, wanting to grow in your career, look at how you showed up and all the jobs you showed up at. Even like early ones, even when you were babysitting, maybe you're, you know, working at McDonald's or whatever. How did you show up in those jobs? What were the jobs like, the environment like? Start to see if you see patterns there. If you're working on relationships, maybe, you know, a marriage or a dating relationship, how have you shown up? I know for me, that's really kicked my butt. (laughs) You know, when I married my husband, I was like, oh, well, he's not a narcissist, (laughs) unlike my daughter's father. Um, And I was like, oh, this is just going to be peachy keen. Like, we're going to have a baby and, like, everything's going to be great. And, of course, we had dated for two years at that point. We were engaged a year. So we'd been together a decent amount. And we had had our ups and downs during that time. But I just thought, like, everything's going to be great because it was all on him, my ex, to cause all the problems. Now, granted, I had taken some ownership of some things. But I just thought, like, oh, this is just going to be so different. And what happened was I started falling into a lot of old behavior patterns, and I'm still working through those, to be honest, on some of them, like being a little bit nitpicky, a little bit critical, pushing him away, um, not being able to really absorb the abundance and open myself up to love, very similar things in both of those relationships. And if I look back on earlier ones, granted, they didn't go as long and they weren't as intimate, but those patterns have been there and they they even stem back to childhood. We talk about my coaching process about attachment and how we attach very early on as a child. And if you're big in the psych world or personal development, you likely know this. We we have an attachment style and we take that attachment style and then we, you know, repeat it time and time again until we we change it um, in our relationships. So that can be a really big pattern too. So I gave you some stuff to start with here. One of the memories, you know, one of your worst, quote unquote, worst memories and pull what were your thoughts out of that memory. And then two, look at, you know, these patterns of different times in your life. How are you the same? And I will give you kind of a bonus exercise here is this is a time of year when I'm recording this where we're in the holidays. Now, granted it's COVID and we can't see our families as much and so on and so forth. But this is a time when you're likely going back into a similar environment or situation that you haven't been in for maybe a few months or a few years. So for some people, they go home, they go to their family of origin, and they find themselves acting a little different and feeling a little different when they're with that family of origin. And so just spot the patterns there. How do I show up when I'm there? What are the things that I'm thinking when I'm there? How am I feeling when I'm there? 
Because since you've been away from it for a bit, when you go back into it, it can feel fresh. You know, I even do this when I go to my hair appointments. I go like every other month. And every time I'm sitting in the chair with my stylist, and I've seen her now for like, gosh, like almost 10 years, I think. I've been with her for a long time. But I'm always sitting in that chair and I'm like, okay, how am I different than when I was here eight weeks ago? How am I feeling different? What am I thinking different? How am I showing up different? Because it's just given me enough perspective of being away from it to then say, okay, how am I different and how am I the same? So for example, my stylist typically asks, hey, Lindsay, how's everything? You know, we start just shooting the shit kind of stuff. And um, I kid you not, for a long time, it's like, oh, just work, you know, just take care of kids and working. And she's like, oh, doing anything fun? Oh, no, just working, taking care of kids. And I'm catching myself of like, damn, I've been saying this for a long time. Now, granted, we got COVID. I got that, whatever. I mean, I could still be having fun, right? It's like, "Mm, Lindsay, this is a pattern in your life. (laughs) Like I'm seeing it again, even more from the high school years, right? It's like, this is a pattern. Let's, let's like incorporate some fun here. Let's like shake this thing up. Let's like, you know, maybe bring in some friendships, do all the things, not just think about work all day because you work and you're very productive in your work hours, but then you don't need to go and think about work for the next however many hours of your day. Like let it go and move on instead of just overthinking about it. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully you have some takeaways from today. I hope you love this episode. I hope it helped you. I hope you're going to go spot those patterns and blow your own damn mind. But if you ever need help, know I'm here for you. Just go apply for that free consult. Let's get started. Let's get moving and grooving on that. I Right now, my calendar is fully booked out in December. And I only have like one or two client spots left for a while. So I'm considering myself fully booked out right now because I am fully booked out. But I'm thinking I can add in like one or two more spots um, and then I'll just start a wait list. So get on, get on. Let's move. Let's do this. Start making some results happen in your life. There's no need to stay stuck. Go out there. Start making some money. Start improving all the things that you want to improve. And the way to do it is to go in the spot those patterns. So reach out if you need me. You know where to find me. Otherwise, go out there and rock it, my friends. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're gonna accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember... You're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.